Originally, smart cities was uh, a result of enhancing this uh, sustainable development. So we were talking about sustainable development since the 80s. And then smart cities came as a solution so we could reach our sustainable development goals. However, at the beginning of the uh, smart cities, like uh, let's say idea or models, there was a fascination with the technology itself. So we want to implement technology without careful considerations. However, nowadays it's getting a little bit better. So we are getting cities that are more and more aware of uh, that how smartness should affect positively the sustainable development and not the contrary. Hi, Smart Community friends. In this episode of the Smart Community Podcast, I have a great conversation with Islam Buzgenda, a lecturer at the University of Twente in the Netherlands. Islam starts by telling us about her background as an architect, her master's in smart cities specialising in community participation, and her current work at the University of Twente relating to smart city governance. Islam then discusses what a smart community is to her before telling us a bit more about her PhD and some of the findings from her research and how using conventional tools of participation in communities can work better to serve their needs. Islam then tells us about the sustainability project she has been working on, some of the sustainability tools she has used, some of the topics she lectures, and we discuss the difference between smart governance and traditional governance, as well as the changes Islam has seen since entering the smart city space in 2015. We finish our chat discussing the emerging trends of social intelligence in smart communities. As always, we hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Welcome to the smart community, smart regions, smart towns, and smart cities. It's where we live, work, and play with smart communities. The future starts today. Big data, smart mobility, emerging trends galore. The Smart Community Podcast is what you're looking for. Hello, Islam. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Zoe. Thank you also for the invitation. I'm really excited to have you. Let's just jump straight in. And can you tell us about your background and what you are passionate about? Yeah, sure. So I started uh, my career as an architect. Uh, So I took my bachelor degree in architecture. And then after that, I worked uh, for a few years in uh, the architecture uh, industry. After that, I felt like uh, I'm not satisfied with, with what I'm doing. So I want to do more for the like society, for the community, etc. So I choose to continue uh, my master's studies uh, in smart cities. I found it a really like trending and yeah, mostly trending topic in that time. Uh, it was back in 2015. So then in my master's studies, I also uh, specialized in uh, community participation through like uh, digital uh, means or technology using ICT, etc. And then uh, through this specialization also, I went into solving some of the social uh, challenges that our society uh, is facing when we are dealing with this ubiquity presence of uh, technology. 
Yeah, wow. And so at what stage are you at now in your career? So you've done your master's and um, what are you up to now? Yeah, so I finished my PhD. Uh, it was uh, in back in February last year. Uh, and then now I am uh, a lecturer uh, at the University of Twente in the Netherlands. Uh, I'm teaching at the public administration department, also basically about uh, subjects related to smart city governance. Mm, excellent. Yeah, I look forward to diving into that a bit deeper later on. But let's start a bit broad. And can you tell me what a smart community is to you? Well, uh, maybe when someone says a smart community or it means to a lot of people, uh, it's uh, they jump directly to its relation to smart cities and technology, etc. But for me, it's more about the social intelligence than uh, the like the intelligence of the machines or the uh, I don't know the uh, like the in industry, etc. So I feel that the intelligence of the uh, people, the community itself, uh, the social intelligence mostly uh, is much more, I mean, meaningful than like the intelligence, as I say, into the um, technologies or the machines, etc. So thinking more about the, I guess, the the insights and the intelligence that the humans bring to the community rather than just thinking about technology. Yeah, even even not just uh, not just the human brains. What I meant by social intelligence is like uh, how we could, for example, make use of these technologies that are around us to enhance our the social, for example, sustainability of the community. Uh, how uh, we could enhance the equity in the society, how we could enhance uh, the participation, for example, of the community uh, into our uh, smart cities uh, planning, etc. Mm -hmm. So it's um, thinking more about increasing that, yeah, that social impact, right? The making things more equitable and using, you know, maybe it's technology and, and data but obviously a whole bunch of other things that need to fit in. And I think governance is such a huge part of that. Let's go to your uh, PhD. Can you tell us a bit more about what your PhD was in and then some of your findings? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my PhD was basically in the area of like uh, how we could use uh, technology to enhance social sustainability which is a part that uh, it's merely maybe spoken about when we come to sustainable development. So it's um, like the most part that is taking like attention in sustainable development maybe is the uh, environmental uh, sustainability, which is not the same uh, or which is the contrary when it comes to social sustainability. So in my PhD, we were exploring how we could uh, use uh, technology or latest technologies, for example, something like virtual reality or augmented reality to enhance the participation of the citizens in city planning. Uh, so we did an actual experiment with one of the uh, city councils in uh, the Netherlands uh, in which we uh, implemented or a real case study, one of the projects that were already planned by the city council 
in one of the neighborhoods. Uh, so we used uh, a virtual reality tool in which we facilitated all the planning through 3D models and like they can see how the uh, neighborhood, for example, will change, etc. And then we see the effect of that uh, or we explore the effect of that on uh, how the citizens uh, like or how that would enhance their participation or willing to participate in the planning of the city. Uh, so uh, usually here in the Netherlands, there is a lack of interest in participation in, in within communities. Like uh, some of them, they say that no one will be listening to us. Uh, some of it will be related to uh, trust in the government, etc. There is so many factors. So we, we wanted to explore well using uh, such maybe, let's say, attractive uh, tools or technologies will enhance the, their willing to participate. So the findings were a bit uh, unexpected, uh, let's say. So we found that in some way, these tools enhance their interest uh, to participate because they are a little bit attractive or they are, let's say, facilitating. However, that wouldn't work with communities that, uh, let's say, they are less advantaged or maybe vulnerable communities because these communities they have like let's say they have problems that are bigger than participation or the interest in like facilitating technology or etc they say that for example the city council is wasting their money on this facilitating technology they should take care of our problems more than uh, doing that etc so we thought that uh, one of the main findings is the the local aspect or letting the local aspect or the community uh, need area would be more important than uh, like doing technology. So we need to know where to use technology exactly to enhance the uh, participation. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so it's like if people have their you know basic needs or even more than basic needs met, potentially they. They're interested in then engaging further in, you know, when there's something cool. But actually, if people are not having those basic needs met, then they've got bigger things to worry about potentially, right? Or, or you know, that's the kind of thinking. And, you know, there's, there's um, yeah, that, that's really interesting. And something that I guess um, we talk a lot about on the podcast is actually meeting the needs of the people with the most at stake, you know, if we don't get this right. So when you were, I guess, looking at that further, was there any indication of, I guess, tools that that might work for, you know, communities that are not interested in those um, kind of bigger, fancier technologies? Yeah, so we kind of concluded that maybe using Conventional tools of participation would work better with these communities. As I say, they were uh, like, um, uh, they didn't like the fact that the municipality is wasting money on such kind of tools, and these tools uh, are expensive to implement. So, probably uh, working with conventional tools that involve like physical engagement probably would work better uh, with these communities. Mm. So it's like a combination, right? Like you thinking about those different channels and maybe, you know, the smart approach is that 
yeah, you have you know the analog or the traditional channels as well as some of these higher tech things if that's you know what you decide that you need. But then maybe the smarts is actually behind it, which is more about linking things together and using the data to make decisions and and that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's more important about uh, you. You should know where to use technology exactly, which with which community, with which uh, social group. Uh, so it's about a specific uh, context to each case by itself, and from. Maybe if I, uh, from that uh, perspective, if I jump to another question uh, for a future research, uh, we are like uh, thinking about like how we could use, for example, artificial intelligence to uh, explore. For example, we have certain characteristics of communities, of social groups. So we, the how could, for example, machine learning help us to explore like with this community you have to use this and this and this with uh, these communities that has a certain like for example characteristics you have to use this and this and this so this is one of the future also research uh, projects we are working on Mm. yeah that's really interesting and i guess like as you build the model or build you know the machine learning model that you can gather more and more data and then feed that in to make it more and more accurate I imagine though there may be, I mean, there obviously has to be like the human in the loop as well, because, you know, you're dealing with humans, it's not going to be necessarily, uh, you know, oh, this community has this, this and this, so this will work. It'll be, this is suggested, right? It could be like a sort of help, but we cannot like depend on it uh, 100%. Mm. And it's kind of goes back to your point earlier where, you know, people are thinking, you know, there might be this tech that really helps us but actually we need to marry that in with the traditional approaches and and the things that we know that work right yeah Mm, mm. so um tell us about some of the other projects and things that you've been working on since or or recently so apart from uh, this also in oma it's mostly about related to more of uh, sustainability and sustainability rating tools Uh, so we had like also a sort of a research project where we explore the uh, community understanding of uh, sustainability and how we could uh, integrate that to uh, like uh, create a sustainability rating tool that are specific to the Omani context. So as uh, many knows, there is like sustainability rating tools that are the British, I mean, Brime, I think, and there is uh, other uh, like international sustainability rating tools, but there is not a one that is specific to the like Omani context. Yeah, so this was uh, my last research project that uh, I worked for. And as I mentioned before, also there is uh, plans for working on uh, the machine learning and artificial uh, research project. Uh, yeah, in the near future. Yeah, cool. So what are some of the, I guess, the differences in the tool that you were looking at compared to the ones that, you know, are used in different other areas? Uh, You mean the sustainability rating tools? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the basic difference between the other tools and uh, the one that are for Oman is the social aspect. So the, the cultural differences between 
like the West and the East or the Middle East is there is I mean a difference in that. So we were looking into that how the like the Middle Eastern communities are looking into sustainability, how it is advancing in these communities. So we could uh, integrate that into the uh, the sustainability rating tool. Mm-hmm. So looking at you know the I guess the cultural differences and the context and everything. And maybe we we were uh, mostly focusing on the building, uh, the building sustainability. So you know I mean even in in designing the buildings, uh, for example in Europe or the Americas or Australia's. There is a, a cultural effect on designing these buildings, for example, than when you design for a Middle Eastern family. So uh, these are one of the aspects that we were taking into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, really interesting and I guess a really important factor when we are looking at uh, improving the sustainability. We need to then take this into consideration. It won't... the a sustainable or a smart building or whatever won't necessarily look the same, but we're trying to achieve the same outcome, but actually the components that are in there will be different based on the needs of the community that's using it, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, so you're doing uh, lecturing now and you're talking about governance, uh, which is one of my favourite things. So can you give us a little bit of insight into some of the things that you're, you know, talking about or teaching your students when it comes to smart city and smart community governance? Yeah, so uh, basically there is uh, like the basic uh, governance like theory uh, where we talk about differences in uh, governance, uh, like types of governance, etc. And then there is the uh, the relation between governance and the smart cities and the smart governance part and how uh, should governance deal with uh, like the challenge of technology and uh, society and also uh, how we uh, should uh, govern uh, like uh, let's say cyber societies uh, what are the challenges, uh, etc. Yeah, these uh, these are more more or less are the subjects. Mm. And I guess, like you know, there's obviously traditional governance. Um, in you know, in well, all organisations, government projects, all those type of things. What is it about smart governance that is different, or things that we need to consider when compared with, say, traditional projects and governance? Yeah, so when we apply uh, smart governance, it's mostly that uh, the part of technology in governance. So one of the issues, for example, governance uh, is dealing with is uh, the the planners or, for example, these civil servants uh, that are working for the the government, uh, the digital literacy uh, between them. So uh, we need, uh, I mean, governance or governments need to work on this part because you cannot still, I mean, uh, govern a smart society when your urban, uh, city servants are not that m- much familiar with technology, etc. So this is one of the issues. And this was also one of the, uh, one of the previous research I did uh, also exploring like the maturity of uh, governments when it comes with 
like uh, shifting to a smart uh, governance. So digital literacy between the civil servants uh, was uh, an issue. Also the acceptance of uh, using technology like uh, many of the civil servants, uh, they prefer the like traditional way uh, of working. So yeah, it's about like jumping or stepping up uh, into uh, smart cities and it needs a big change within the, the like the traditional governments. Mm-hmm. And in your research, you know, did you look at different governance models around around the world? Is that how you went about looking at what, you know, what elements are needed within the smart city governance? Uh, well, it was not about like uh, comparing different governments. It was like about studying uh, uh, like a specific case study deeply in which we uh, interviewed several, uh, several uh, civil servants. Uh, what uh, What's their opinions about the smart cities, etc., how they are dealing with this technology ubiquity, uh, how they are uh, dealing with the societies, what challenges they are facing, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Now, you've been in this space, you know, for quite a while, so since 2015. When you first started in this space, you know, obviously there was a certain, uh, like you were talking about uh, trending and, and certain things where people were talking about. What's some of the biggest changes you've seen since, you know, 2015? Now we're in 2021. Have you seen a ma- like a maturity in the conversations, you know, the maturity increasing or what are some of those big changes that you've seen? Well, uh, maybe there is a little bit more awareness about the uh, different aspects of smart cities. Like uh, originally smart cities was uh, a result of enhancing this uh, sustainable development. So uh, we, we were talking about sustainable development since the 80s. And then smart cities came as a solution so we could reach our sustainable development goals. However, when it, at the beginning of the uh, smart cities, like uh, let's say idea or models there was a fascination with the technology itself so we want to implement technology without careful considerations Uh, however nowadays it's getting a little bit better so we are getting uh, like that cities they are more and more aware of uh, that how smartness should affect like positively the sustainable development and not uh, the contrary Mm, yeah. And okay, let's zoom to the future now. What do you think the emerging trends are that people aren't talking about enough? So it's mostly maybe the one of the things that people usually forget to talk about, like a socially sustainable smart city. So as I mentioned before, social uh, intelligence also is a topic that is not much uh, being talking about when it comes to smart city circles. So we are like affecting negatively the social sustainability of the smart cities without maybe without, uh, not intentionally, I mean. So this is some of the topics that uh, people that are not that much discussing or they are maybe not much aware of uh, when it comes to uh, smart cities or smart communities. Yeah, so really thinking about uh, the impacts that uh, I guess technology can have, but I guess what you're saying more is like not focusing on this 
technology per se, but how we can affect uh, communities and, you know, in a positive way, but also realizing and, and understanding that there will be, or there, there's unintentional consequences as well. And talking more about that, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a really important one because we often talk about, yeah, the newest trend in technology, which is all, you know, very interesting, but I think talking more about what those implications can be. Yeah. The consequences. Exactly. And like you said, unintended as well, we can have the best, you know, intentions, um, but I guess if we don't, uh, I guess, listen to the community and choose the right technology and the tools for solving those pain points or those problems, like you were talking about earlier with, you know, that one solution actually worked really well for one community, but actually it was a negative impact on another community. Starting to talk about those things as well, that when we're talking about solutions, it really is a unique solution for that particular community. Yeah, exactly. And then also, like you were talking about earlier as well, the even using then technology, you know, uh, machine learning, uh, artificial intelligence to actually then help us select those tools as well, which is kind of like embedding that in further to solve this problem that we have that we might have even created ourselves, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Kind of going full circle, but then going, okay, well, maybe technology can actually help us to get out of this as well. But but then also like you were talking about, the human element too. So making sure that it's still, it's a tool, it's not gonna solve our problems. We still need that human brain and that human connection and, and even like the human touch, I guess, in this whole thing, because that's what humans wanna connect with, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, a, when you say it's like a closed circle, so we are like still uh, into technology and technology again. <laughs> But we, we try to emphasize like the human side uh, of it. Mm. I'm curious to know, like, you, you know, you've got students now that are l learning about smart cities. You know, I guess when we first went to university, it wasn't really an option uh, to do that, like bring all these things together. You know, what type of students do you get through a smart cities course? What, like, what backgrounds uh, do they have? Is it planning, engineering or? Yeah, what, what type of students are coming through? Uh, so um, my students, they are basically uh, still bachelor students. They are specializing in management technology and society. Uh, so they are basically like uh, into management, let's say, more than engineering or uh, scientific background. Mm, yeah, okay. Interesting. So your course is part of a bachelor of yeah say management or information technology and that type of thing yes yeah and bringing that together with the the civic side yeah like society and the relation between society technology and the management of the city mm, yeah cool well it's been so great to have you on the podcast islam i've had such a great time and thank you for sharing all your knowledge i think we should have another conversation soon i think you're going to have yeah, it's such an interesting time, you know, in the Netherlands and thinking about, or, you know, interacting with students and I'm really keen to hear like, you know, what are the questions they're asking? What are the problems that they want to see solved? 
And then, yeah, kind of moving into like the different research and things you've been doing. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. And no problem. Now, I just have one last question, which is how can people connect with you? Uh, so I'm available uh, mostly on LinkedIn. I think you will share my page. Yep, we can. I have also a Twitter account, but uh, I'm not that much active on Twitter. But uh, mostly you can find me on LinkedIn. No worries. We'll put all the links in the show notes so people can click away and find you. Thank you again for joining me on the podcast. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you very much, Zoe. Looking forward to it also. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Are you looking for an engaging speaker, MC, or facilitator for your next big event? Then we've got you covered. Zoe is a go-to speaker, MC, and conversation facilitator with a difference. She's a master at simplifying the complex and making connections you might never see. Book Zoe for your next event. Email hello at mysmart.community or head over to her speaker page, www.mysmart.community forward slash speaking. Thanks so much for listening to the Smart Community Podcast. Show notes for this episode and all other episodes are available on our website, mysmart.community slash podcast. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests, you can email hello at mysmart.community. You can also find us on the socials. We are on LinkedIn and Twitter at smartcomhq. That's com with two M's. If you are enjoying the podcast, please hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we would love for you to leave us a rating and review at wherever you listen. This really helps us reach more ears and eyes. So thank you for your support. As always, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. The Smart Community Podcast is what you're looking for.